2: Blue Wire.
1: NBA most valuable player, Giannis Saterekumpo. Giannis trailing the line.
3: Hello and welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Indeed and Bet Online. I am one of your hosts, Ty Windish. I am here, as always, with my stupendous co host, Rohan Kadi. We are here to talk about the nba draft and some players that have been mocked to the bucks and what we think about those players and and what you need to know about those players at least at least partially neither of us are full-time draft gurus or anything but we've done a lot of reading a lot of listening uh and of course a lot of talking
2: rohan how's it going i'm doing all right doing all right i can't really complain with what's going on you know we have the nba coming back very soon which we have talked about uh previously in the sense that now it is confirmed the board of governors has approved that the nba is restarting on december 22nd so i couldn't be buddy
3: yeah i'm glad you mentioned that just want to just because it did break so recently we should go over this quickly um this has all come out this week early this week but we have a lot of specifics now we didn't have our inclination that it would start before christmas is turned out to be correct so here's mark stein at the stein line on twitter helpfully laid out a calendar. So November 18th, a week from the day this drops, a week from Wednesday, uh, is the NBA draft. Two to three days, uh, I'm seeing that two days more, so November 16th is when the trade window could open. So t- like th- right now, no teams can make trades. They can talk about them. Like right now, apparently the Suns are talking about getting Chris Paul. Actually, I don't think they can negotiate. I'm unclear on that, but they can't make trades. I think they and- can
2: negotiate. They just can't. Finalize anything?
3: Yeah. So, but uh, I guess they can, according to this report. But yeah, the, the Suns are talking to OKC about Chris Paul. The Bucks, Chris Paul dream, by the well, way. Well,
2: like the, the trade can't the, officially occur. No, so it can't sure. occur. Yeah.
3: But I, I think the the Bucks, Chris Paul dream might be dead. Um. But who knows? Uh. I wouldn't say hundred percent, but it's not feeling good. But anyway, that will be November fifteenth or sixteenth ish when that window opens. And by the way, Zach Lowe today I think said on the Lowe Post or whenever that dropped that like teams are itching to do deals. So whenever that day is, whenever it becomes official, it seems like it's going to be an exciting day.
2: Yeah. I mean, who who isn't excited? Like GMs, they're just like us. Everyone wants uh transactions to occur, and I know we're going to be excited about it too.
3: We certainly are. So that'll be the 15th or 16th of November. It seems mm-hmm. then the draft on the 18th, free agency uh they're, they're doing this stupid Window, I don't know, understand what the point of this is, but whatever. November 20th, they can start negotiating at 6 p.m. Like, oh uh, well, I'm sure that moratorium, <laughs> love a good moratorium, two full days, and then free agent signs can begin at 12 p.m. on November 22nd. December 1, training camps open, December 22. <laughs> opening night so we are just about there we also have a salary cap 109.1 million luxury tax 132.7 million uh the cap and tax will continue to go up by at least three percent year over year they could go up a little bit more and because of some BRI calculations teams in the tax could end up paying less than they otherwise would for these next few seasons so if you're looking for a reason that the Bucks should really not have any excuses to pay the tax in upcoming seasons, including this season. You've got another one.
2: Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's the tax is going to be reduced by the percentage of the basketball related income that it is decreased from uh, projections. So, if if the league is making less, like thirty uh, percent less money than they usually would from BRA, then the luxury tax payment would only be thirty percent of what you're scheduled to pay if I'm reading that correctly.
3: Yeah, I believe that is the case. And just one note, um, a, an important detail, um, is like that the cap is confirmed that it'll at least go up by 3% and it won't drop or anything from this coming season to the next one. That's really important for, I mean, a lot of reasons, but one particular is Giannis is super max one thing. And, and I'm not going to go deep into it here. Um, I think we talked about it on the last pod when we had some news, but I think I just want to clear up this year's cap didn't actually matter for Giannis's Supermax. He already is locked into his deal for this year. It next year's cap is what determines it. So he, if he signs the Supermax, can sign for 35% of the cap in year one. It'll be at least 3% higher than this year. So I did some math on Twitter like last week about a 2% raise, and that the first year was about 39 million. The whole deal was 228 million over five years. Just again, ridiculous amount of money. Um, The 3% probably means it'll be like 40 ish million in year one and progressively more over the whole deal. I don't know exactly, but suffice it to say, like, it's still very much an appetizing contract for him to consider. So uh, a a good thing there, I would say.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. As long as there's no uh, insane uh contract. cap decreases which i don't think was ever going to happen.
3: I did. Uh, it it would have just I've said this before. It would have broken how the league does business. Like nothing would have happened. I, I it wouldn't have it, it would have been really ugly is what would have been the case.
2: Yeah. So regardless we're going to get uh, a massive supermax possibility for Giannis. Uh so yeah, that's that nothing has changed in that regard. So it looks like it looks like things financially for the league are going to uh in terms of like cap sheets, luxury tax and everything. It's going to remain around the safe like like nothing's gonna drastically change
3: yeah i've seen some some speculation that big market teams are really the winners here because like they can afford these tax payments and even if it's now cheaper or whatever else listen you know you know you know most nba owners can afford it like it's not like you need to shout own... out tillman
2: for tita <laughs> yeah, I mean,
3: that's why i had to say most it's not like it's not like you need to be the knicks or the lakers to afford these i, th- I think it's just a false a false dichotomy i, I don't it's it's even worse in baseball by the far. jazz
2: just sold for 1.6 billion
3: i thought it was more is it just one 6? i mean that's still a lot of money that's a lot of money
2: yeah i think it was 1.6
3: I mean, yeah, I guess that, that's a great cra- what, – what did the Bucks go for? Like five, five hundred, 500. 500 million? Yeah, yeah,
2: and that was like standard back then.
3: Um, yeah, it leagues in a good place. Uh, owners are making a lot of money. Um, everyone can afford it who really Who really wants to, uh, Also, except maybe Tillman for tinder. But I, I digress. Okay, I think we've covered all the NBA stuff. It only took us about five minutes, which is really good for us. Look are at we us. ready us. Are we ready to move on to the draft? I think we are. I want you to start. I think you're a little bit more prepared than I am. Um, but let's just bounce back and forth. I, I think the best format for this, and we'll intersperse talk in here of what we think the Bucks should look for, or like how specific that is. I guess will depend on on both of our takes here. But let's just bounce around, guys. You've seen mock to the Bucks and how you feel about it, and we'll just kind of take turns shooting some back and forth.
2: Okay. So the first uh, real. Uh mock draft we're going to be looking at here is the good old classic Tankathon.com. Oh, they have some fun ones. They do. So uh, uh, just on their general NBA mock draft, they have uh, to number 24 to Milwaukee, Desmond Bain, who I know you talked about uh, previously. So one thing that just jumped off the page of me immediately with this guy is unfortunately that he is a four-year guy. Uh, See,
3: I, I don't find that. I actually look at that for this team. As kind of a plus. I mean, I know like I know there's this sentiment out there, and I see where it's coming from on Buck's Twitter of like we need to we as the team, the Royal We need to find someone who can like prolong the Giannis dynasty, which let me be clear, like it's not the dynasty right now. They haven't won anything. But like someone who can play into making it one, basically, is and like, yeah, of course you want that. But like they have so many issues right now that these year these four year guys who they come out as obviously much more finished products, which means the ceiling, they're much closer to it, sure. I mean, yeah, it's, that's how it works. But that's how you find usually a Malcolm Brogdon like guy from pick 24 to 34 in this range. And I don't want to put that expectation on I was going to say, players. is
2: that not the absolute best case scenario? It's
3: not the absolute best case. I mean, there's Draymond Green, right? Like, a, a Brogdon is like the probably second tier of great scenarios in that range it's possible to find guys like that. And I think you give yourself a better chance on like the more stable prospects like a Desmond Bain, but I digress, go on with your Desmond Bain thoughts.
2: So, I mean, it, it fits the, it fits the mold of this team or in the way that John Horst has sort of been drafting players and his limited uh, sample is that he's going for more experienced college guys. So this would sort of fit that mold. He is a six, five shooting guard out of TCU. Uh, In terms of positives, just immediately uh, jumping out is his three-point percentage. Uh, 44.2% from deep um, during his uh, senior campaign. Uh, He had a true shooting of 57.3%, effective field goal percentage of 55.7%, solid assist to turnover ratio one68 You're just getting a solid, steady shooter who doesn't really make a ton of mistakes, which... I guess to your point about, uh, you know, having someone who can actually contribute right away. This is someone who could contribute right away in the Mike Budenholzer system.
3: I think you could probably comfortably slot him in even before assuming like how many guys are are probably leaving in free agency or, or trades or whatever. He's probably closer. Yeah, I'll say he's comfortably going to be closer to the top than the bottom of. Milwaukee's group of guys at the two or three year one. Like I could see him being better than Sterling, probably better than Pat Connaughton right out of the gate, or maybe not right out of the gate, but by, by the midway or, or home stretch of his rookie year. Like there's just a lot of value in being able to comfortably add a guy who's like that. Here's, I, I don't, I actually am a little worried the Bucks won't be able to get him. So um, I was going to open with him to John Hollinger's mock draft at the athletic today also had Desmond Bain going to the Bucks. So this is what he wrote. I'll just read part of it, but I got really excited when I read this. And I quote, I keep having people tell me that Desmond Bain will move up, that he had the best interviews of any player in the draft, and he knows exactly what he is as a player. I'm buying him, I'm buying it, excuse me, and I may still have him too low here. I think this is closer to Bain's floor than his ceiling. It's easy to see him plugging into a role on a good team since he can shoot and pass and is willing to defend even if his feet can be a bit heavy at, or a heavy at times. End quote. Like that sounds like exactly the kind of player you want slotting on this unsteady team that could really use like just more stable, capable two-way wing players. I should say, small wing. He's six five, right? Like I, I don't want him at the three a whole lot, but he sounds like a really good two for what the Bucks like to do.
2: Yeah, and it's more like the Bucks have had a problem in the sense that they had to play wing by who's really feeling hot. Right. Yeah, yeah. So if you can find someone to like you're saying who is actually steady and reliable, that's perfect. So he would slip, you'd uh, fit right in there. It would just be, it would, I'm actually talking myself into it right now. It'd be a good fit. I just think he's good. And I think, like, in, especially in this draft,
3: although I will say, like, the, I think I've seen some some people kind of translate the concerns at the very top of this draft to the Bucks pick. It's actually the opposite. Like, it's a pretty bottom-heavy draft. There's a lot of players I think we're both going to end up getting pretty excited about just for the Bucs to draft exactly none of them. Um, at, at this range of the 24th pick. Rashad top, Vaughn time. <laughs> uh, there's a player who kind of gives me some Rashad Vaughn vibes. But anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I don't think he's going to be like that. But. Um, but no, I think there's a lot of a lot of good options. Um but I, I just think still like there's always value if you really feel comfortably that like he's gonna be a good wing player. And just one last note for me on Bane. If you keep around Wes Matthews, either as, you know, a, a sixth or seventh guy or as your fifth starter, whatever the case might be, I don't know if I can think of a better player for oh, Bane wow. to learn from for mm. a year or two. Like they're really very similar players, and I think that would be like if you want to really guarantee Bane's going to have a, a 10-year career, like just say, hey, follow around Wes Matthews every day this season. Just do whatever he does. Uh, maybe make some more threes than Wes. Maybe you might end up taking Wes's minutes at some point. Um, maybe not on a bud team, but I digress. Um, but yeah, I just think that would be a great a great foundation for him to build on in the league.
2: Yeah, honestly, I didn't even think about that aspect of it, but... Yeah, that would be that would be incredible. If you can get that sort of defensive tenacity out of a steady, reliable offensive player who's already, you know, sort of in a mold, that'd be great.
3: Yeah, and I think really like the the heavy feet thing for me is not that much of a concern. Just because I feel like we've seen wings who aren't like top tier athletes but are like smart, tough, positional defenders, Wes Matthews, do really, really well on the box. So. Yeah, and
2: you've also seen like quick players who are just terrible defenders
3: exactly and like there's such a it's not such an indicator a, it's not there's such a cushion of being on a Giannis team and probably a brooke lopez team that like if you're just smart and strong and, and stay enough in position which it sounds like um desmond bain is like an ideal like i'll slot into this system and just play kind of guy which i love personally is unless you're drafting for like a franchise player that's one of the top things i look for i think he'd do really well in the Bucks. I want to pivot to, I think, a much more exciting pick, but probably a riskier pick. Okay, okay, let's hear it. I know this isn't going to shock you. I'm, I have one that's going to shock you. I think I'm going to save it for my next one. But as per Kevin O'Connor of The Ringer, Cole Anthony, point guard, North Carolina. This is like, I saw this, and I was honestly a little stunned. And I, I do think, although this is KOC's mock draft, not his big board, I think KOC kind of leans into his own evals more than info he may or may not get a lot. Like, I believe he's the only one outside of, like, you know, hardcore beatnik draft Twitter to have Killian Hayes number one overall as his first prospect. Not his first pick, but his first prospect. Um, I don't think Cole Anthony, I don't think there's any way he slides to 24, but this is a crazy draft. It sounds like every pick is up for trades. Who knows? This would be like a wild, like I I can't remember. It's I actually, a pipe I dream. Remember. It's yeah, it's a pipe dream, and I feel like it'd probably be the most excited, like just from uh, like it'd probably be the first time the Bucks got somebody who a lot of people nationally, not just like you know, in a sense of like, oh, that's a great pick at twenty four. Like
2: there's a there's a hype around them. Yeah, like probably the first since Don, right? honestly that was like just don that was, was like don
3: was the head that kind of buzz like this guy could be Christoph porzingis yeah. was
2: was the you, thing coming in you, do, you remember that video of thon just crossing a guy up in high school knocking oh, him yeah. down i <laughs> didn't realize that the guy he crossed up was bam
3: i didn't either that's amazing yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh if they sign thon you're gonna be over the moon oh my goodness i bring him back honestly for the memes. Mm, no, uh, but Cole Anthony. <laughs> Why you gotta hate on my dreams? Uh, it's
3: it's not personal. I promise. <laughs> you're you're stupendous. Um,
2: yeah, Cole Anthony though.
3: Just intriguing. Um, a really good pick and roll player. Which obviously that's like a you know hard eyes jump out of the face when I see a prospect because we've been looking for more dynamic or just different pick and roll players to work with Giannis um i'm a little worried i don't know like i don't know if i can trust his jumper um i maybe i'm wrong about that i i haven't dug super digging super deep into Cole anthony because like i was under the impression he's a lot more likely to go from one to ten than he is from 10 to 20 and i just certainly don't think he falls past 20 but I, I don't know there's certainly a lot of upside though like he could be a dynamic lead ball handler which even if it's only a 33 percent chance he ends up as like a good starting guard it's probably worth a swing if you're picking at 24.
2: Yeah, and he has got size. He's six three as a uh, plus wingspan. You're just I don't know if you can get someone who's the, the ideal is a dynamic point guard who can shoot. Uh, yeah, so the Bucks do currently have a dynamic point guard just can't shoot. Uh, so if you can if you can get the best of both worlds with also someone who's not going to be like a, a absolute like train wreck on defense which is the opposite of Cole Anthony you're going to you're, you're you're hitting the lottery in terms of bucks picks
3: yeah yeah I mean I think it would be cool and I guess he's probably a little bit better of a shooter than I than I um gave him credit for being I, I don't really yeah, he see definitely it.
2: has the confidence yes
3: um that's we'll see if it translates um I, I don't, maybe it will I, I don't have anything against Cole Anthony I don't think he's going to be a buck, though, uh, after draft day, and I would not hold out a ton of hope for that um, if I were you, uh, unless the Bucks trade up, which who knows in this insane draft. I think the odds of that are very, very unlikely. I think they're going to rather trade stuff for guys already in the league. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess it'd be fun, but I think we agree, right? Like, there's almost no shot that Cole Anthony's a buck. Probably, yeah,
2: probably not. He's too good.
3: His dad played for the Knicks, and the Knicks pick at eight, so
2: his, you ID do the did. math. I didn't know yeah. that.
3: Yeah, his dad's Greg Anthony, I believe.
2: Real? Am I that out of the loop?
3: <laughs> now I got to double check. I'm almost positive that's the case.
2: I might have known that. I just forgot it.
3: Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um, I feel like that's right. I think I'm, I'm almost positive it's right. Um. At least I saw that on Twitter. So if I got that wrong, that's somebody on Twitter's fault. Yeah. No. That is. Uh. That is correct.
2: Oh. Okay. Wow. Well, the Knicks. Yeah. The Knicks are. The Knicks are going to nick. Yeah. They're going to take uh, former Knicks or CAA clients.
3: Cole Anthony raised and went to high school in New York. His dad played for the Knicks. Um. Is his agent on here? Who's his agent? If his agent is CAA, I don't think it is. I think that would be a little bit too.
2: Um, Two on the nose. <laughs> yeah,
3: that would just be too obvious. Um, but anyway, um, regardless, uh, I don't think he falls. but I've said that a billion times anyway. So, oh, I think XL. Yeah, he's signed to XL. So not CIA. Okay, uh, who's your next one?
2: So the next mock draft I have pulled up here is by James Ham over at NBC Sports. Uh, this one is a little biased because I like the pick here. It is at number 24 to Milwaukee, Jaden McDaniels out of Washington. You're a big Jaden McDaniels guy. I don't know why, but here we are. <laughs> uh, so he's he's a big 6'10". He's 6'10", but 185. So if you're thinking tall, lanky players who have uh, potential, insane potential, uh, but haven't really shown much to really, you know, prove that potential. You just, they got to go to Milwaukee. I know John Hammond's not here anymore, but... You want him to be Thon, but I think he's actually DJ
3: Wilson. Oh, no. Uh, 6'9 forward who supposedly can shoot. (laughs) I rest my case, Your Honor. (laughs) (sighs) See, when he
2: put it like that...
3: I don't he might be good. I'm just, I'm leery of, I'm leery of all the... He could be guys like all the time. I don't know. I'm just, I'm cautious. I'm probably too cautious. It's just taking 24.
1: You
2: you can have, like, in the sense that DJ Wilson's not going to get his own shot. You know?
3: Yeah. Jaden McDaniels is better at that, isn't he?
2: Yeah. He's a more, he's more, he's more of a ball handler than um, DJ Wilson ever will be, even right now. The thing is, (laughs) like, he's just. He's too small, <laughs> so. But at least he has a perimeter shot to rely on. But if that doesn't translate, then you're sort of in Thonmaker Maker territory.
3: Yeah, it's one of those where it's. Uh, I think a lot will depend both on the like the team he goes to and just how he like McDaniel's himself kind of carries himself and as a pro, which it's you never know entirely how that's going to play out for guys. I will say, like the upside of. Of potentially one day having, like a three of Chris Middleton who's six eight with a six whatever wingspan, a four of Jaden McDaniels who'd need to put on a lot of weight, um but six nine height seven foot basically wingspan now at age nineteen and then Giannis, there's some potential there for sure. Like it's certainly like he's the kind of. He's got the kind of upside that, that makes you excited. He's got the
2: build to be like the ultimate NBA player in terms of like he he can shoot. He has the skills to, uh, you know, work uh, around the basket. It's just, can he realize all of that potential? Because if he does, then it's this will be the biggest deal in draft history.
3: <laughs> It'll be a home run, basically.
2: Yes, but it's... It's more like, can that actually happen?
3: And can the Bucks afford to take the risk? Which maybe, maybe they can. And part of it depends on who's there and who's not there.
2: Um, Maybe this is a pick where you do, if you are this low, and there's still a prospect on the board like McDaniel's, who can actually has the potential to, you know, be be a guy. That might be a prime opportunity to do so in such a weird draft.
3: That's true. That is especially because he
2: wouldn't. Especially now, he probably he wouldn't get like any playing time.
3: Yeah, you you would So you you hope would not. have time
2: to develop, unlike Thon, who is like a starter.
3: <laughs> yeah, the one the one complicating factor, it's not really feeling like we're gonna get a G League season. That's uh, what I was gonna. One.
2: That's what I was wondering.
3: A real one. Um, I think that they're certainly they're gonna do a select team and just like bring some free loose free agents basically to scrimmage them. Um, I don't think we're gonna see the Wisconsin herd this season. I don't. That's not reporting. That's just like no one seems to know anything. But no one's heard anything yet. And given how the NBA is like adding extra sponsors and selling to gambling and liquor companies they didn't used to for sponsorships and all these things. And they're gonna have uh, ads on the court, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I don't think they're gonna then say let's let's pay all this money to have a G League season that, frankly. Um, you know, the benefits are there, but not like overwhelming. And as long as you get
2: Prince Paul Singh on the select team.
3: I, he'll be there. He'll be there. Don't worry. Your 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 son is there. Um but I think they might have extra like development roster spots, which that wouldn't apply to whoever the Bucks draft twenty four. But regardless, um, that does stink though for like a guy like McDaniels who you might want to say, like, let's just put him in the herd for
2: twenty games and get him some reps. Especially with the how the herd has sort of transformed, like from its yeah uh onset into like this just machine
3: Guys yeah, has got better there like shannon bogues is one player who's overseas right now and i think could be is like at the level right now where i would say a team should give him a two-way like i would certainly invest that that much of a of a resource into him i think um, yeah like the I herd
2: think... has sort of transformed into that academy type role for the bucks that most g-league teams aspire to be yeah so yeah McDaniels would really or probably other prospects who we're going to talk about would really thrive in the, with the herd because you're getting that buck system without actually being on the bucks. And it's just, it's probably not going to happen this year, but just like you have them for eight years if you want them.
3: That's true. Yeah, that's, that's very, very true. Um, Yeah. Unfortunately, it does seem like the G league could be taking a break. TBD. We'll find out, but You know, sports also had a break, Rohan. Your business didn't, though. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help with that. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are zero long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer anywhere, folks, so go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Keep in mind terms and conditions to apply. The offer is valid through December 31st. Speaking of breaks and waits, the wait is over. Football, folks, it's been back, and you might not be at a game this year. Maybe you are, um, but you can certainly be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today as you are listening to this and start off wagering on wins divisions and championship futures all day every day head to bet online today and take advantage of all those great sign up bonuses don't forget to use promo code blue at BetOnline.ag. that's blue wire all one word for both of our terrific promo codes bet online your online sportsbook experts are you ready to hear just a shocking a shocking
2: monk? let me let me hear it
3: I think we're both going to... Well, actually, I'll probably be more gun-shy than you based on past events, but Colin Ward Henninger at CBS Sports. I should have brought my pronunciation guide, but the pro, the draft prospect known as Paku. Okay. Alexej Pakusevsky?
2: Yeah, I think that's
3: ish, ish, Um Ish. He's listed here as seven foot tall. I thought he was taller, but seven feet tall, 205 pounds um Colin for what it's worth has him as his 12th ranked prospect but he had him falling to the draft um doesn't look to be ready to play this season given his lower level competition and slight frame so this would be more of a stash thing again super not ideal to probably not have a herd season but Certainly, like the upside is there for. I mean, I kind of, I kind of made the case when I laid out the Thon pick. But uh, what are your thoughts on Paku, though? Your actual, what, are, what are your real thoughts?
2: It's. I I honestly I have no idea what to make of this. Kid.
3: I'm out. I'm out on him.
2: Okay. Personally, so it's. I I don't know what to make of him because in what I've seen. Uh, in terms of my, again, limited uh, exposure. There's been so much inconsistency. So much inconsistency. Like, there's obviously the potential is there, but he has less of a body of work than Jaden McDaniels does. Yeah, certainly. In sort of like a not quite as uh, the same frame, but even lankier. For what it's worth, the ringer actually had McDaniels at 200 pounds, which I feel like is
3: generous. But they have Paku at one pound heavier at two oh one. It's seven feet tall.
2: Yeah. So uh, add an extra three inches and one pound. <laughs> uh, just, uh, I'm looking at the ringer right now. Just the picture of his feet. Just <sighs> while he's trying to make a pass. Very cockeyed. It's just I don't. Th- he's gonna. He's gonna sink. Uh, here's my thing. Like the best case.
3: Is probably by the end ish of his rookie deal, he's bull bull right now. Is it? You think that's fair?
2: Yeah, honestly, I think
3: bull bull is. I think bull bull is a rotation
2: player. I think bull bull is better.
3: Oh, for sure, better right now. Yeah, I think like I think, and I don't mean to be like you know completely closed minded to any certain category of prospects or anything like that. I'm always a bit skeptical of the super tall guys. I just think it's really hard to play real consistent NBA minutes and have a role unless you're just really exceptional. It's just so difficult. I think Bol, Bol is like one of the few guys who actually like is a real rotation player. Um, Boban, who could not be any more different as a player uh, than Paku, he's a real
2: rotation player too. But he like- actually has some substance
3: oh yeah yeah it's so much he's <laughs> massive hey, he can bully anybody and he's taller and, and, and a billion times stronger uh and he works really hard he's a great guy everything else awesome. who, but bobon's awesome but who I can ask.
2: hate bobon no
3: one absolutely no if one if you hate, hate bobon i hate you and facts we both do the euro hates you if you hate bobon um but like i don't know i just i don't see the 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 upside in like maybe this guy is bowl bowl who again is like I don't think Bol Bol is going to end up being an all-star someday. I think he's a capable player. This guy player. might
2: have the potential of a second-round pick.
3: That yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> that's what you're saying. Exactly. exactly, exactly what I'm saying. And maybe I'm selling him short. Maybe I'm not. Like I think the comps here are hilarious because they have Detlef Shrimp, Lamar Odom, and
2: Dragon. Lamar Odom.
3: <laughs> that the Lamar Odom was is
2: awful. Who was on uh, a good Lakers team? Uh... I just like
3: they're they're all so different to me like even Detlef I feel like was a different player a lot more under control I feel like than Paku. I don't know
2: it's just I'm
3: out yeah I'm out I would rather not
2: like you could say he was playing on what the Olympiacos B team yeah you could say oh it's the Giannis story no (laughs) just that's not that's a one of one
3: and I just like the way like like his mechanics aren't very good Um, his, his energy isn't always there, which I mean, I get, it's really hard to haul around a seven foot frame. Um, I just like at the bare minimum, I think for Paku to become a a serviceable NBA player, he's going to have to completely overhaul his body. And I think how he plays probably on both ends. And that's just like so much. And and yes, like, I mean, obviously I don't want to be negative here. You got to stay healthy, which is hard to do when you're a mobile seven foot or any seven foot guy. Uh, yeah, I just I, I'm out. I, if he falls to 24, I don't think it. Like, I don't think you should go. Oh, he's like, where is he on KOC's board? 12th? I, I think that's crazy.
2: He's um, 25th mocked in KOC's draft.
3: Yeah, I I, I I think putting him at 12 is just like, like it, like the two percent, the the very top percentile result. He's 12th, sure. Like it, if you're factoring that in, I just like to be a realist with these picks. Like I don't think you should go off of the top one percent outcome for a guy mm-hmm. he's I've also done. if
2: if uh Jayden mcdaniels is getting zero playing time oh, he, God. this yeah, guy's no. getting negative minutes no. bud's gonna make that a possibility
3: no yeah so i like yeah i don't see a really a route to him getting better unless <laughs> like, he like G-
2: just goes and takes like a uh mid-season trip to germany uh-
3: <laughs> <laughs> some deer antler spray <laughs> yeah um he needs a lot of muscle yeah it's just gonna be tough i mean looking and we should i mean this is we saw Giannis bulk up a crazy amount. I'm not. There's no comp here. There's no comp to anyone, Giannis. Uh, yeah, no comp to anyone to Giannis. But is it possible that he bulks up? Yeah, but I, I personally, I don't see it. I, I think if he falls to 24, it's not like oh, we have to take him because he's on some boards at 12. I think it's he's falling for a reason and like let him go 40th. And or if whoever. it's like
2: you're if you're falling in in the sense like if you're Milwaukee and he's like oh this supposedly high ranked prospect is falling. It's just like, think about it in terms of what you're going to do with this team this season. And just, yeah. there's absolutely no chance that he's getting playing time in a system where the center is the supposed to be the best defender on the floor.
3: And even like going forward in the future, I mean, he would have to really become basically Porzingis, I think. That's what play. I was
2: going to say next. He'd have to be an ex- like just a knockdown shooter.
3: Yeah. Um, and I think... Yeah, I don't know. I'm, well, that's not. His handle would need to get better, too. Let's not destroy this guy all day. I, I, we're both out. Um, I think, honestly, if he's there at 24, if somebody really wants him, then trade down or trade out and get yeah. something. Get I'm an asset. Yeah. Um, don't take Don't take Paku. Um, one guy, though, I will say, and, and it's your turn. I know. I'm actually, I think I'm out of. Oh, no, I'm not. I still have some stuff I can, some um, fits for the Bucks I can talk about. But, like, I think it's wild as an aside. At 12 is Paku on KOC's big board. 13 is Tyrese Maxey. I really like Tyrese Maxey. tell me why. I I just keep seeing the Kyle Lowry comps. Like, he's gritty. He's a winner. He knows how to play. He plays hard on both ends. He's clever. The jumper's not there yet. I think it'll get there. Like, 83% from free throw on 120 attempts. Like, it just seems like all the knocks on him are, like, the lazy knocks that make guys like Lowry go under the radar until they develop a bit, and then they're really good. Like, Top-end quickness and acceleration. Um, he takes some tough shots, whatever. A low release. I, we've seen guys make shots with unconventional releases. Um, the pick-and-roll playmaking, you don't love to see. It's not advanced yet. But he's 19. I don't know. I, I like him a lot. I don't think he falls at all. Um, but if the Bucks took Maxi, I, I would like that pick. I don't think he's – like, I think Bain is probably better year one. But if you can get and Kyle Lowry's like pie in the sky for anybody at this point. Kyle Lowry's a really really good NBA player, um, but if you can get even close to that, I mean, that's a tremendous pick at twenty four.
2: Yeah, no, it, I think it would be a great pick at twenty four. Uh, that actually sort of leads into my next pick. Ooh, that uh, I have. Um, I guess I'm just trying to make a transition. Out of the game. Uh, <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> up rocks, uh, which I Ooh. don't really. Go to for my back drafts, but here we are. <laughs> uh, no, no offense. <laughs> they have uh, Theo Maldot out of France. Oh, mm. Ooh, what's uh what's there, that? You go you,
3: go, you go, you go. You said so, on. think it's Theo. You said on Theo.
2: Okay, yeah, that shows
3: how much I guess I, I, I'm guessing that from uh, like three years of French in high school and college.
2: Yeah, who knows? Uh, I if someone correct me if you know the, the correct answer is like please <laughs> like I, I enjoy being corrected in these sort of things so you're just you're getting like a, you're trying to get a dynamic uh, ball handler right so you, you just want to get someone who's a uh, like a good a passer shooter when you're trying to get out of like a pick and roll or just anything off the dribble you can yeah he'll, 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 he'll do what you want to in that regard it's just you're not getting a lot of sort of pressure at the rim, you're sort of getting more mid-range game out of him, which I don't know what that means for him in Milwaukee. Uh we can debate that, but it's just I don't know. It feels like just like a this this pick sort of feels it feels like a basic point guard pick. I don't know how else to describe it.
3: Yeah, it's like I'm not I'm not thrilled about it. I think I'd rather see I don't know, I just like some of the stuff with him is, I feel like I I, I see it, and sometimes I feel like it's almost a day to day thing with me. Um, I would say this pick would excite me a lot less than most of the other guys we've talked about sans Paku. Um, you know maybe maybe it's not a bad gamble. I just I feel like I don't know that much about him, but I also feel like that's kind of the case with almost everybody in this draft. Um, I I'm a little worried that he could have a rough year one that would kind of color some people's opinions on him but i don't know i i i I wouldn't hate it i certainly wouldn't hate it it's just it feels like one of those like kind of low floor but potentially high ceiling picks
2: yeah and it's almost like the floor i was about to say the ceiling is the roof shout out jordan uh (laughs) (laughs) like the floor is sort of i don't i don't know how to describe it besides league average point guard not obviously I'm not saying like as a floor he would be a league average point guard. I'm saying as in terms of like a skill set. You're yeah. not getting like anything super flashy or exciting.
3: I mean that's not that terrible.
2: No, no, that's not bad. It's just there's no shades of insane upside. Yeah,
3: so I feel like I'm trying to think of a really good comp. I, the ringer ones are always just like insane.
2: Kirk Heinrich. <laughs> yeah, it's like
3: what is that? <laughs> and like Nate McMillan, who I feel like was actually pretty good. I um,
2: do not know anything about Nate McMillan as a player. I could be wrong. I could be wrong.
3: Um, I didn't. Okay, he's he's six five. You know what? I'm kind of. I, you might have talked me into Maladin.
2: I don't I feel like why, I did why is much. He so of, low.
3: Why is he so low? I can't. Just. Like, why is Isaiah Stewart one ahead of him on this big board?
2: I don't know. Koc, I, come on the pod.
3: Yeah, come on, KFC. Let's go, KOC. I think KFC might be busy um, this time of year, but who knows? Um, yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it. I, I think I, it, I
2: think it's a lack of information thing.
3: Yeah, I do too. Um, I guess the also his concern, numbers just
2: don't jump off the page. Seven point three points, two point seven assists in France.
3: I guess like the one concern too. The one the one scenario where he's not like a league average point guard with his skills after a year or two. Is if the athleticism really catches up to him? Yeah, that's the diff- that's the difficult thing with playing, you know, somewhere in France as opposed to like the USA.
2: NBA. <laughs> What'd you say? Like the NBA? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Um,
2: that's what everyone was worried about with Luca, but just Luca is a generational yeah. player. <laughs> it's not.
3: I I think this is a little bit of a lazy comp just because they're both French point guards, but like. Is there
2: some Frankie Smokes here? I, I think Frankie. There's a, a lot, lot of ways. I thought I was. I was convinced you were going to say Tony Parker.
3: Oh no no no! Um, I think I think uh, Nilek, Frank Nilakina is who I'm referring to. I think Nilaquina is a lot better defensively. Yes. Uh, it seems like Maladin's a, a better offense. If you merge them, it'd probably be a really good player. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have. A, I don't have a hot take merge on this one. Them. I think about that often. Like there's some guys who are just complete opposites. Tony Snell plus DeMar DeRozan is an MVP. (laughs) (laughs) There is like a a harrowing glimpse into how my brain works. Like if you ever see me just like sitting and kind of looking off into the distance sometimes, I don't know why, I don't know why you podcast listener would see this, but if you do something like that is probably what's going like, man, imagine if Tony Snell was DeMar DeRozan on offense, but still shot like Tony Snell. That's a hell of a player. It's kind of like Chris Middleton. (laughs) Oh, I'm tweeting
2: that as a teaser.
3: (laughs) Please do. Please do. Um, So I don't have any more mock drafts, but I do. The ringer today. uh, I think Dan Devine and who else was it? Dan Devine and somebody. Just Rob Mahoney? Mahoney. Yeah. Yeah. Two very smart people did a friendly suggestions on who the Bucks should take based on their needs and it, it wasn't, like, extended write-ups, but it's just three names. I'm just going to lob out there. I don't know a ton about any of them, um, but I, I have some takes. Aaron Nesmith, I think is how it's pronounced, Nesmith, Malachi Flynn, and Tyrell Terry. Okay. I think Terry is probably the most controversial of the three.
2: Because, Why do you say
3: that? Because, like, I think people look at him one of two ways. Either he is, like... Probably Seth Curry, or like you just look at the frame, like he's very small. He's not going to be a great defender. Like do you either look at the basically look at the offense of Seth Curry or the defense of Seth Curry, and figure out how you feel about him based on maybe how you feel about Seth Curry. So
2: basically, you're saying the Bucks should sign Seth Curry or that trade would be for fine Seth. Too. Trade for Seth Curry. Excuse me.
3: Might be difficult right now, um, but I actually I kind of like him. I just feel like like he's or like in a really good off ball mover. Um, his shooting touch is tremendous. you just looking for dynamism,
2: honestly. Yeah, like,
3: I, I, I think there's, like, like I, I, there's a lot of value in just having some, like, a skill that you know is probably is going to translate, like, and it's probably going to be, like, plus at it. You're not just going to be able to do it. And I think, like, with this guy, like, you know you're getting a very good shooter. And there's, like, always value in that. Like, and, you know, is he going to get bullied sometimes on defense? Maybe, but... If he's gonna be that kind of like dynamic off and on ball shooter it might just be worth it uh, especially if you can work on that defense and again cover for that defense with Giannis and probably brook lopez
2: yeah no for sure uh, the first name you mentioned aaron nesmith i don't think yeah. it's Nesmith. uh he he kind of reminds me of uh, this is gonna sound bad uh he kind of reminds me of jalen brown
3: oh wow you like him okay. a little bit
2: in terms of like, okay, let me say, let me say rookie Jalen Brown, not current Jalen Brown. The third comp is taller buddy. Healed, <laughs> which is just like a wild. It's just, you're getting someone who can, uh, play team defense, uh, who will be in the right spots. You're sort of getting someone who can, you know, catch and shoot off the dribble, but also like consistently drive to the rim. Well, apparently he has uh, trouble finishing, but he's, he, He can get there, and that's something that can be developed and worked on. But just like the ability to, you know, get to the rim, in in addition to that, like high end shooting ability, it's just I don't know. That reminds me of like rookie Jalen Brown. I do think you could pretty easily talk me into Nesmith over Terry, just like just like the possibility of a dual threat wing just intrigues me so much. And one who
3: is like six foot six with a six ten wingspan. Like yes. very comfortably the size to play three. Like you're totally fine with playing. And if the defense gets there, but like physically.
2: Like he's not he's, the fastest guy, but he's also like big. Yeah. And I like that it seems like
3: he's like he's not one of these guys who some of these guys are hard to project because you're like this guy seems like he would be a good three and D wing, but on whatever you know, t- crappy college team, he had to play like he's freaking Trey Young. Like it seems like he's more comfortable doing that kind of stuff already, which is good. Um, even though he's just at Vandy, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like I like all three of these guys. I don't think into, I honestly. don't think
2: Nesmith's gonna vault to Milwaukee.
3: Probably not. KFC has him at nineteen on the big board. KFC has Tyrell Terry at eight on the big board. Oh my goodness. KFC positivity. I think shines through, and so like, KFC is probably the most relentlessly positive uh, NBA analyst you could find. And I think like he sees the upside of a guy like Tyrell Terry, and I feel like he's just like this guy might be nine tenths of Steph Curry, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't think he is, but he could be.
2: He's got. Uh, yeah, it's just he's got he's got Poku above Cole Anthony. Yeah, that's that's something. It's just I don't know. He 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 knows more than I do, I'll say that. Way yeah, more. Yeah, certainly, certainly. <laughs> He's got a Dia below uh Killian Hayes. I mean sorry, uh above Wiseman. The real hot
3: take here, I think, based on what I've seen and this we should I actually should have noted this a while ago. He hasn't updated the big board since ten twenty seven, although I doubt much has changed. That was a like big a week board, and not a, a half ago. Time. Yeah, it just feels in 2020, it's like three months, Rohan. Come on.
2: Yeah, but like nothing, no real new information. No, yeah, yeah. That's, (laughs) I'm, I'm, I, I I totally, unless you, unless you're getting that Marquise Chris rise. Do you remember that?
3: Well, yeah, same thing happened with Don. Yeah, just like, it it never works. No, no, it doesn't. Always, always fear the late riser. Speaking of, one interesting thing about KOC's board, one guy a lot of people are high on, Patrick Williams. KOC has him modestly at 16. Yeah, I don't I don't really understand. I I think there's something there. Like I think 16 is a fine place to have him. I think some of the some of the talk of him really sticking up to the top is crazy. Um but I maybe it's not though in this draft because really like there's some of these guys we're talking about in like the 20s here where I'm like I kind of want that guy more than LaMelo Ball.
2: Really? Like who?
3: No, I don't want to put it. I don't want to. No, don't say it. You, you, you,
2: you, you gotta say it. I just, I'll just say this. You're gonna give me a name tie. <laughs> you kind of sold
3: me on Nesmith.
2: Ooh, okay.
3: okay. I'm, I'm just, out on, I'm, I'm out on Lamelo. Um, and I'm kind of out on
2: Edwards too. Like, Edwards doesn't really intrigue me
3: that much. It's just like he's – both of them I feel like are just so hot and cold and I just don't trust that you're going to get close to the top. Like they both have the talent to be really good in an ideal world. We don't live in an ideal world, clearly, Um, (laughs) based on everything, waves hands. Um, But even in basketball, we don't live in an an ideal world. And I just think like – I don't really care for the way LaMelo played. I know in Australia he'd certainly gotten better, but so much of his – and then this isn't all his fault by any means. Um, never lost, but um, he's played like garbage basketball for a, a significant amount of what we have to go on for him as a prospect. Like, I don't care about the games where he takes forty shots. Like, I don't learn anything from that. Um, I don't trust his jumper. I don't trust him on defense. I don't really trust that he's going to put in the work to be a good defender, even though he does have the the physicality to do it. Certainly, like a great passer for sure.
2: No, it's but, great passer is probably underrating it. Yeah, for not even better than Lonzo Passer. Yeah. Just insane Fun. vision.
3: Yeah, like what if Rondo was bad at defense his whole career? Is it that exciting of a player? Not really, to me.
2: Uh, that's that's a little harsh. <laughs> is it? I think so. Rondo never really had the off-the-dribble sort of offensive work that LaMelo right. has.
3: LaMelo's got good touch. He's a great defender, t- though. Rondo, I mean, Rondo is a great defender that made up for it. I don't know.
2: I mean, yeah, no, obviously, that goes without saying. Yeah, Rondo, phenomenal defender uh, in his prime. But just LaMelo, in terms of his offensive potential, along with a skill as a point guard that usually takes so much time to develop, is already there. Like, the shooting, you... like. Shooting usually improves when you're talking about point guards when they reach the NBA. Shooting, shot, like shot selection is definitely going to improve because, like, that sort of like 40-shot and half-court stuff is not going to well, fly in the NBA.
3: He wasn't doing that in Australia, in fairness. I, no, I he was. We'll see if shots, we'll see where he goes if shot selection improves. It's it going to improve Minnesota.
2: regardless. There's just, there's no chance, like, that it doesn't.
3: It's just, I, I don't take know. LaMelo ball over Nesmith, to be clear. I was being facetious. Okay, but I am I am not high on Lamelo Ball. I'm I'm kind of feeling it. I yeah, feel like you like could be LaMelo. really good. Yeah, you're all in on the Ball family. You're you're working to get like a clip from this pod of you talking on Ball in the family someday. I I see the is video. that a thing? Yeah, that was their Facebook show, wasn't it? Am I that out of the loop again? Wow, I thought you'd be all up on it. <laughs> yeah, they had a
2: Facebook show. It was amazing that you know what now that you say it it does sound familiar
3: yeah there were clips from it
2: of, of i don't know it's LeBard just LeBard like no he, he seems like a good boy. i guess i am it all in the
3: family. you are you're all in the ball
2: family no, this is...
3: you're gonna next you're gonna come next week and go you know what if there is a hurt season you know who the hurt should get the <laughs> angelo ball no rohan that's where we draw the line this man is hanging the side of the backboard and workouts <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's just if, if that if that ever happens, you know I'm in too deep. Uh, <laughs> I know you're getting the checks and I'll be happy for you. <laughs> Do I need to disclose that? No, uh, just just as
3: long as the checks at the account you're good. Okay. Um, I
2: just love that just another thing of Lamella. KOC shades of Jason Williams and Sean Livingston.
3: Like, I mean, that's just
2: amazing to me. Just just both of those players. If you want to talk like opposites, yeah
3: i i don't know i don't know i'm worried i'm worried jason williams
2: (laughs) plus sean livingston would be an mvp
3: yeah i think so i think it probably still wouldn't be that great of a shooter but (laughs) everything else would be amazing and for for mid-range he would be um edwards i'm concerned about as well okay what like what does
2: he do well as an nba player that's what i was wondering i felt like maybe is that too stupid of a question to ask I
3: think he's got a good handle and like, he's strong, but like, so is Justin Anderson. You could just sign Justin Anderson and draft somebody. Like, I don't know. He's got potential, but it's just, I, again, I I think even more than ball with Edwards. I'm like, if you get that top 10th percentile, you probably have a couple all-stars, but I don't love the chance. And I know he had a very rough background and I, I get that. I've, I've heard a lot about that, especially on this last low post. Not to hold it against him, but you have to kind of be cold when you're evaluating these prospects, and I'm I'm just worried that like he hasn't shown that he's like a a great engaged on or off ball defender. He has not shot well at all. I don't know. I I think he just bullied a lot of college kids to put up a lot of points. I don't think that's going to translate. He doesn't have like insane physicals. I don't
2: know. Yeah. Yeah. At least like at least Lamelo is really good at creating his own shot.
3: Well, like, I don't know if I don't know if I'd say really good, but Lamelo is amazing at creating other people's shots. Like, like he has, he can
2: do, he can create his own shot consistently. Yes, yeah, he'll take the shots. Yeah, for sure.
3: Um, but like, even if it was just the one thing, right? Even if you were bullish on Lamelo being able to be Lamelo like a, a is shot maker,
2: uh, taller than Anthony Edwards.
3: Yeah, and longer. Um, yeah, six seven, six seven with a six seven wingspan. For yeah, Lamello. as a
2: lead guard versus Edwards, who mainly plays off.
3: Which well, just like lamello has one skill that even I as a harsh lamello skeptic will give you like probably gonna be a transcendent NBA player as is, is his vision is passing a- Edwards doesn't have that so I just feel like I, I think it's crazy that he's considered for one I don't know I don't think I would really take him top five which again it's just like I think it's so tough because like you just get like these these lists pounded into you for this one for more than a year and it just sounds like you're just being a wild contrarian to say that but like these other players up near the top, I'm just I I see a, a much clearer vision to them helping me win games than I do with Anthony Edwards.
2: Yeah, that's fair. I think I'm it's I'm eh on it, Wiseman. You're what?
3: I'm eh on Wiseman. No, go ahead on Edwards.
2: No, just yeah. The last thing on Edwards, it feels like he needs a lot of help around him. Offensive. Yeah, like
3: if like somehow he goes to the Spurs or the then Warriors. It's like, oh. Oh, yeah, oh, the Warriors too. I don't I don't think they'll take him. I think they really like Wiseman. But um, I guess if Wiseman goes one, then it'd be interesting.
2: Yeah, it looks like is gonna go number one though. I think so. Okay, so James Wiseman, eh?
3: Yeah, I don't know. Mild um,
2: mannered Rashid Wallace.
3: That's <laughs> just like or high energy. High energy Hassan Whiteside is like an MVP. Ten time All-Star. <laughs> If he's healthy. I mean, that's like an amazing player. I mean, Hassan Whiteside, the stuff he does well, he's really, really good at. I think Hollinger's model has him as the highest paid center by far. And it's like a crazy thing. Hollinger's model is get... amazing. <laughs> Hollinger's model is on crack, to be clear. <laughs> um, all due respect to Stephen A. Smith for borrowing his line. Um, but uh, Wiseman, like my thing with Wiseman, he could be a generational big. We just have so little to go on that I'm skeptical. Like, what, one college game? Yeah, through no real fault of his own. But No, I mean, NCA is crazy. Yeah. Uh, let, let the guy, whatever. I don't want to even get into it. I, I don't know. But I, my other thing, too, is I don't think he projects to be, like, a kind of defender who can, like, go to the perimeter and defend. Uh, I, I've seen some really rough defensive clips from the games he has played. And it's just, like, you have to be so, so good on offense as a center to not be at least a very good defender. Like it's, if you look at the best centers,
2: yeah, it's the OB top and dilemma.
3: Yeah, basically. Like you look at the best centers in the league, if you're not like literally Jokic or Towns on offense, you pretty much have to be like a top 5 defensive talent to be considered an elite center, right? Yeah. Am I missing anyone? Um, no. Like Embiid is tremendous both. I think Bam has now probably played his way in the conversation. He's maybe the best defensive five in the league if you count like his his switching. Ah, that's still Embiid. Probably, yeah. But again, Embiid is like probably top two rim protector around the rim, up there with everybody. And Anthony Davis, who I'm forget, I just forgot, is can do every literally everything.
2: I don't know. It's just like nice, but he's tough not a five centers. tie. Remember. What he's not a five. Ask him. Ah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Wiseman could be good. I I would feel more comfortable with Wiseman than Edwards. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, Wiseman ball is kind of a toss up.
2: I don't know. I feel like I feel like for me it goes ball, Wiseman, Edwards. In that for those three.
3: I, I I have one slash two and three the same as you. Um yeah, I don't know. I'm low on toppin.
2: I don't. He's too small to be a five, which is what I, he really should be. I don't think he'll defend any
3: position well. No. Like I think he'll put up 17 points and nine rebounds a game and win Rookie of the Year, but I don't think he's gonna help your Bouncy team win Marcus a ton Morris. of games. <laughs> you say, "Bouncy Marcus, Marcus Morris." That's, I don't hate that comp. It's better than the damn um, Amari Stoudemire comp. That keep
2: like get out of here with that one. I think that's a little. That's a I little mean, much. yeah. Like Prime Amari is just insane. Yeah. But um, just I guess in terms of like skill set, and your plus you're stretching out a little bit more. Because yeah, like, yeah, he can shoot a bit. Yeah, he can. He can. He can shoot pretty well. Like not just like. Yeah, hmm. yeah, not just a bit. Yeah. No, like he's a good shooter. It's just can you can you translate that into direct line drives to the basket? Or are you gonna work excuse me and get stuck sort of in that in between?
3: Best case, John Collins.
2: Okay. He's gonna, That's what he, I'm he's thinking, gonna right? take some PEDs.
3: <laughs> I mean hey <laughs> If it works, it works. I don't get the I don't get the Killian Hayes appeal to put him at one. I don't know either. Like, there's stuff there, but is he really that much better at Maladin than much?
2: Just, I think it's, I think it's more of a, I think it's more of an athleticism thing too.
3: Yeah, but it's yeah, like he, he, they're a, both
2: not great.
3: I really think, like, if he goes top five, he's gotta like. Buy Luka Doncic a couple dinners because I feel like – and I did this at one point too of like maybe he's not the greatest athlete. Like these were the same things that got like, Luka got hit with, and it just didn't matter because he's just so smart and crafty. But by no means is Hayes that kind of a initiator or anything like that. And no one – not no one, but none of these prospects hey, let's hope, anywhere yeah, close to Let's
2: Luka. hope Killian falls to uh, – what is it, seven for a guy, Laz? Yeah, Laz,
3: Laz um, Jackson. Uh, who covers the Pistons wants him so bad. Best wishes to you on getting him. last.
2: other
3: Do you have any other draft takes?
2: I honestly, I I don't know because this is just such a weird draft. Like I'm not yeah, a is. big draft guy, if you can't tell. But that's <laughs> the same. It's just this just seems weird. Maybe it's just 2020 things, but this is just a weird draft.
3: Yeah, it is. Um, like we're quickly. not knowing
2: until a week before the draft who most teams are feeling a number one.
3: Yeah, I, and that that's that really speaks to like none of like or at all, least
2: like there's in previous drafts where it's like you don't know whether it's uh let's say what was that 2017 Ben Simmons Brandon Ingram at least there was right. a clear one two,
3: and it, it wasn't like we have to pick one of these guys. It was like oh, which one do we
2: take? Yeah. A little bit different, um, like even last year, like clear Zion, but then Zion Ja is obvious one too.
3: Yeah, or faults. Faults was a, an obvious. Yeah, faults
2: was obvious uh, number
3: one. Tatum was right up there as well, um, and Luca should have been too. Luca was everyone. Luca was everyone a, a, it was attention. an obvious
2: number one. Just teams were dumb.
3: I, I don't know if you could find a much more obvious case for a prospect than the one Luca presented, but
2: I'll, I'll ask. I, I love how everyone on like I would say everyone, I'll say smart people on NBA Twitter are just like, maybe this guy who's shown that he's really good is really good, and then teams are just like, nah,
3: nah, <laughs>
2: nah, can't it's a be true. Slow, can't big, be true. Big,
3: wasn't as much of a snub, but big like Tom Brady didn't like box jump enough vibes, or like who cares about that. Like what? Like some, sometimes. <laughs> but did like, he
2: do it against uh, the uh, Shockers? <laughs> yeah. Could Luca
3: do it against Dayton? Um, one thing I, th- I find interesting, as a quick Bucks perspective, then we're done with draft guys, just because we're just we're just throwing out names and, and just saying stuff now. <laughs> Devin Vassell gets Chris Middleton comps, and I don't know enough to know how legit they are, but but then I will, I I love him. If he has Chris it, Middleton come. super His three shades of guys, and it's not just KOC who's on the Middleton thing, but Chris Middleton, Robert Covington, Matisse Tybal. Ooh. Sounds like whoever, and, and maybe it's all smoke, but it sounds like whoever ends up with Vassal, currently seven on KOC's big board. Sounds like you're going to get a pretty good player
2: Yeah, at some point. Yeah, probably. Or at least you'll get someone who's going to be high. Oh, in his picture, he's wearing freak ones.
3: Oh, my goodness. Look at that. Bucks. Go get it. Go get it done.
2: Yeah, I had a friend who went to Florida State. I don't know what that means, but
3: you got you got the connections. Reach <laughs> out, get to Vassal, tell him to tank his draft stock.
2: Sure, that's we're we're, we're playing the system. Yep, that yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about pizza. Yes, we did tease this on the last episode, uh, deep dive on pizza. I'm not really sure where we're gonna go with this, uh, but.
3: So I think we we already kind of covered that we both modify our frozen's yes. last time. Yeah,
2: okay. I guess we could take it like the same direction we did last week with sandwiches. In terms of yeah, yep. Do you where where do you go if you're trying to just get one?
3: So actually, I was let's start let's start with like peak frozen pizzas. Oh, okay. You want to do that? Like we know what we do to them, but like which ones are you reaching for?
2: <laughs> sure.
3: <laughs> I'm a big home run in guy. Home run in okay. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, and I get that. I really enjoy it. Like the, it's a, it's such a different flavor than most frozen Zaz. but um, and, and they don't have as many like varieties, at least at Oshkosh supermarkets, which is unfortunate. But big home run in guy. I like Jax. Jax is fine. Jax is like my low tier for me. Like if they're for on sale for two fifty, I'll grab a Jax. Lots of masa is one that lately I've I've had a a, a big. I've been feeling Wait, what the is vibes. This?
2: Lots of matzah. I feel like I've seen... Is that the mustache logo?
3: No, I think that's like... Ah, maybe? I didn't know. Is that... I don't know. I think there's a lot of those in the pizza world. It's fair. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's just called lots of matza And it, it has like... it's It sounds like it would just be like a cheese-covered mess. But the flavor is actually really good on the lots. I would recommend the lots of matza.
2: Okay, I've never had it.
3: I would, yeah, I'd check it out if you haven't. What, what what frozen zaza are you
2: grabbing? So honestly probably like a like classic red baron
3: oh red baron's good i was i was so worried for some reason you're gonna be an orbs guy
2: no no i won't do it anymore
3: i had him a couple <laughs> times in college listen i could just find free cardboard and eat it if i wanted <laughs> that Jax
2: Jack's is Jackson's okay Jax
3: Jack's is for me right. it's like it's, it's like the like the mcdonald's like it's yeah, like the... that's
2: a great way to put it honestly <laughs>
3: like the floor that I'm that I'll, that I'll go for like uh oh the price is that good and it's right here in front of me and it's a flavor and I think they have a veggie pizza if I'm not mistaken I think not a ton of the like widespread brands do there's a solid so it's like yeah sure what two seventy five
2: you got me it just feels like a like a Jax feels like a weird like a... how do I put this into words without describing an image uh <laughs> just just uh, you you had a little too much sub like stuff, and you just uh chilling out on a Friday in college, sort of. <laughs> a little too much stuff. <laughs> stuff. <laughs> what the hell is Rohan on? And yeah, you a know what I'm stuff. You know what I'm saying.
3: You no, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a layup pizza. Yeah. You're not like let me have a good enjoyable meal. You're like my day is a mess. I have Jack's and- pizza. <laughs> I need this this like disc of pizza to be ready soon for a very low price. and yes. it'll be fine.
2: Yes, that is that is that is a perfect summation. Of That's the, the Jack's, Jack's pizza. Experience. Yeah, solid Red price. Good though. I like Red Baron. Yeah, really good price. Uh, yeah. So frozen pizza, I'd say you know can't can't really go wrong with with anything that we said in terms of like. Chain normal pizza where you go basically Pizza Hut or Domino's, or are you like a Little Caesars guy. Hmm,
3: I I'm, I don't do Little Caesars anymore. Okay, out on Little Caesars. Let's just go through them one by one, honestly, because I don't know if I have a favorite. I definitely do. Okay, oh that'll be interesting. So what
2: is it, Little Caesars? No, it's Domino's. I like Domino's. Domino's is just you can't go wrong with it. Anything they do is just it's good. It's fine. Like, there's no problems with it. I feel like Little Caesars is just, ugh. I don't know. I don't know it's, how else to discuss it. It's
3: not good enough anymore. It's, yeah. again, in college, I would eat it at $5 hot and ready. Now, honestly, I would rather just have, for less than that or the same price, I'll just get a frozen pizza and make it. Like, I'm on top of things enough to manage that now.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Like, we're, we're
2: grown. Uh, yeah, sort of. <laughs> yeah, we pretend. <laughs> but, yeah, Little Caesars, i out on. Domino's is fine. Pizza Hut's, like, that it's sort of in between, like it's good, like it's it's fine. It's just, it, it can sometimes have its imperfections like, oh, it's a little too oily and stuff. Or yeah. it's just like, it doesn't have the proper flavor. It's just, I don't know. It's sort of an in-between for me. Like I'll, I'll definitely enjoy it if it's there, but it's not going to be something I seek out.
3: I think both places are fine. I will say, I like all the options you get at Domino's. Like there's a lot of side stuff at Domino's. Like, I think last time I got, like, a a fast, casual, whatever you want to call it, pizza place pizza, like that, Um, I think I was able to add, like, a a whatever piece of garlic knots Mm. for, like, $3. And I was like, word? Like, so it was, like, $10 or something before all the other fees for a sizable pizza and garlic knots. I was like... That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah,
2: Domino's you can get a large three topping carryout seven ninety nine anytime yep, you want. Yep,
3: that was that was the deal. I'm almost so it was like eleven
2: dollars for the garlic knots and that pizza. You and can't like, you Whoa. can't go wrong with that. Like a large three topping for seven ninety nine. Domino's, That's like you've, call us up.
3: you have beaten <laughs> two people and probably leftovers depending yeah. on depending on the day. Yes. And how how American you are? <laughs> 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 but. <laughs> <laughs> There's good value there. Pizza Hut has good pizzas. Um, pizza Hut's veggie pizza, for me, hits better than the Domino's one. Pizza Hut has good vegetables. It does.
2: I will say that. It definitely um, does.
3: A buddy, of, a buddy known as Bromigo in my circles and I in college, when we wanted to do quote-unquote health food, when we watched basketball together, we'd get the, the large Pizza Hut veggie pizza. Probably some wings in there sometimes, and Bud Light Platinum's. That was our that was our health
2: food. What's in the game? Going for the Platinum, okay.
3: Bud Light Platinum, like a straight up good beer, a straight up good I beer. Honestly, this is don't not the know beer if episode. I've had it. We might have to do a beer episode soon. We might. Uh, we're going This might be the last food episode, actually. Nah, it's not. Okay. <laughs> 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 maybe maybe at least till the season starts. Maybe yes. even farther. We'll figure it yes. out. We'll figure it out for as sure. we go. Um, but yeah. Don't I don't hate Papa John's. I know this is a take. I know Papa John. Papa John himself stinks. Yes, that 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 is
2: true. But his pizza is also bad.
3: I think it's fine. I kind of like the doughiness of it. I know I'm 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 a sicko. Like that internet meme of like sickos. Yes. That's me watching Papa John's make my pizza. Very affordable pizzas, too. Like See, they got me yeah. hooked in college because they have, like, $5 large coupons. I
2: know. That's the problem. Like, they put them right on college campuses.
3: Oh, yeah. So, like, they, they, like, they get you addicted, and it's like a gateway to more Papa. I, the Papadia sucks, though. I will say that. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's like some sort of a calzone panini thing they introduce. What the often. hell? Do not buy a Papadia.
2: I'm not. Yeah, I don't go to Papa John's just it's just so <laughs> don't have to worry about that but just i don't know i haven't it's just too dry it's, yeah, it's so the dry garlic sauce is good yeah but it's also it, like i feel like the garlic sauce across all of these places is relatively the same
3: well with papas you get one thrown in that's fair
2: that's it's the, the free
3: aspect of it is great the pop poppers is kind of like the the jacks of like to go pizzas from it's like you the know what? That tier. is
2: that's great. That's a great comparison right
3: there. Yeah. Um how do you feel about like the take and like Papa Murphy's like take and make stuff?
2: If I do that, I'll just get a frozen pizza.
3: Yeah, I was super <laughs> into it when I was like 15. I was like, this is incredible. And they're like, they're good, they're not that good, and they're not that cheap either. No, they're it's, not. Like, like frozen
2: pizza's so much cheaper, and you yeah. could just it's the same concept.
3: Right. And it's like they get, like, I'm sure they they would, uh, Papa Murphy's would argue, like, oh, we're 20% healthier than Red Baron slash Homerun. Like, sure, like, you're still not healthy. You're yeah. still not a salad. Like, I'm going for pizza.
2: <laughs> you're still not a salad.
3: Like, it is. I made my choice. I'm eating pizza. Yeah. I'm clearly not out for this meal. Like, what is the peak meal to get me looking like Giannis in one year? That's not my thought process. <laughs> I just want to watch Giannis.
2: <laughs> what pizza is going to be good for me watching Giannis?
3: And that is the one that makes me feel good inside. Even better than watching Giannis does. It's like a combination. So yeah, I'm, I'm, we agree on Papa Murphy's. No thanks.
2: Yeah, no thanks. Just like I, like we were talking last week. We can customize our own frozen pizzas. We don't need to go to a store yeah. to do that.
3: False dichotomy. One thing I want to add. Penzi's Spices. Do you frequent Penzi Spices? I don't frequent it. I've been there though. That's probably most people's relationship with Penzi Spices. <laughs> They have a pizza seasoning.
2: They do? Okay.
3: Elite. Yeah. It's like meant for frozen pizzas. Ooh. So like you basically, you just reach in the little jar and I get the tall one now. I'm actually out. I need to get to my Penzies. I think my closest one is an Appleton. But you just like, you grab a, a generous pinch and you drizzle it over before you toss it in the oven and it just adds a delectable flavor. Ooh. Would recommend. At, okay. least, at least get the small jar and try it. Okay. I might have to do that that sounds actually that sounds really good it's uh it's a big like it's noticeable like we started to put it on other things too like it's a good yeah why not i think i put it on a hot sandwich once i was like oh
2: okay 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 i might have to try that uh do you do you frequent any like uh restaurants for pizza in terms of like their actual like like i'm a big brick oven pizza guy
3: I don't know that, I, like, we ha, like there's good pizza places in Oshkosh. I don't know how many of them are brick oven, per se. Like Italian style? I Not as much. I have not had as much of that kind of pizza. I did have, I knew in high school I went to someone, shout out my guy Seb, who was from, like, his parents, or one of his parents from Italy. And they made me real Italian pizza. It's kind of a lot for me, but I had a more Americanized palate. A less, a less tolerant it's palate just, back just Yeah,
2: it's just perfect ratios all around it's it's completely different like you're less cheese right yeah it's a lot different it's different and it's just they're not like equatable in the sense like you can't compare like Domino's to an italian pizza they're they're like completely different species it's just i don't know they they get their ratios down it's like the the dough is a lot thinner like the base is a lot thinner there's um like a better sauce ratio plus like more types of cheese and it's like different types of cheese like not american style shredded cheese and stuff yeah well, they'll
3: have like the pate of like the thicker white cheese right yeah sometimes yes. yeah like a, like instead of shredded mozzarella be like mozzarella like like section like an like like mm. a
2: floating iceberg of mozzarella yes exactly <laughs> exactly uh, <laughs> floating <laughs> iceberg uh. <laughs> get this and then the titanic is my mouth there (laughs) you go um
3: quick hard-hitting fast-hitting question thin crust or thicker crust
2: thicker yeah same like thin crust is fine but if i'm going thin crust i'm going italian pizza
3: yeah i mean it's fine with the frozens and stuff i i prefer a little little cushion yeah you gotta you gotta have a little bit there
2: Give me thick yeah.
3: with three C's, not four C's, but three C's. Yes, yeah. not thick. two C's. You don't want it to be fake. No, 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 no. Got to no, be no, no, three. No. Not not one C. That's orvs. <laughs> okay, we're we're
2: ridiculous. <laughs> oh, and on that note, I feel like we can wrap it up here on this yeah. episode of the Hero Step. here, that's, that's here on the Blue Wire Podcast Network, we've had elite quotes today. Uh, the the Titanic is my mouth. Uh Tony Sell <laughs> plus Tamar DeRozan is an MVP. Just one C is orbs. Just yep. if if you're not leaving a rating and subscribing based on these these quotes alone, I don't know what you're doing. Uh but even if you're not, just for the actual good content that we hopefully, you know, delivered to you in terms of draft content. Uh, yeah, if you did like it, you know, leave a rating and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice, making sure you're checking out all of the content across the entire blue wire podcast network. And also don't forget, make sure you're telling your family and friends and just like, you know, general acquaintances, maybe someone you meet on the street and you know, tell them about the Eurostep, make sure you're socially distanced, wearing your mask though. And yeah just make sure you're spreading the good word uh but all of our shows hopefully we will be with you after the actual nba draft uh next wednesday which is insane that there's actually going to be like the draft this soon uh but yeah the nba is coming back people and we're going to be here to deliver great content but until then stay safe everyone and we will talk to you then